Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So, um, why are Americans, some of them, weeping and uh, feeling afraid and um, don't bother with the criminals who are rioting? But what about the people who are just expressing tremendous fear um, about the uh, election of Donald Trump? Some of them are emotional wrecks. I've seen them on TV in tears. They're looking for safe spaces and worried literally that their worlds are going to end. There was an election, and American voters chose to remove the Democrats and replace them with the often outrageous Donald Trump, but it was an election, an exercise in democracy. Dr. Frank Farley, Temple University, um, past president of the American Psychological Association. Like I like to say, he's one of us, Canadian. Frank, what's going on with these people? <laughs> well, look, every election raises people's arousal because it's a change in power or potentially a change in power. Some research suggests that uh, way back in the 20s uh, in America that lynchings were associated with elections. You know, people get aroused because power has, may potentially change hands. And so that's one of the factors. It, it gets everybody, you know, on edge. And then the, a key term here is uncertainty. Uncertainty is, a, is a, main, a major factor in human fear. And there's been just a tremendous amount of uncertainty before the election and then after the election. So now that Trump is in power... What's going to happen? And so the uncertainty that was raised during the campaign continues. And uh, it wasn't shut down by an election that produced a different outcome. No, Trump was elected. And so a lot of people feel very uncertain about what he's going to do. Are these people, Frank, are these people going to get over it? Oh, I think in time, somewhat, somewhat. Uh, because but, in 2012, you know, there was reaction to disappointment among the uh, conservative right over the re-election of Barack Obama, but there wasn't the rioting in the streets and there wasn't the kind of emotional response that we're seeing now. Well, it was a much less emotional campaign, of course. I suppose. Also, you know. Yeah, that's true. And I coined a phrase of post-traumatic election distress, you know. <laughs> we know about post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. And one thing about that particular disorder is it's related to time. You know, it, it, it shows itself over time. So actually, some of the agitation out there could get worse, potentially, over time. If it begins to really get some legs and begins to bring in more people get more attention, then it, it could expand. Why do I get the feeling that some people actually want that? Some people on the left actually want that? Because the United States is a constitutional republic, a nation of laws. Um, Donald Trump can't just wander into the White House, and even if he wanted to become a, um, a despot, he couldn't do that. He doesn't have the, doesn't have the power. He'd be stopped cold in his tracks. So um, I get the sense that some people just want to see Violence in the streets, it makes them feel like they're, they're getting some level of, um, I don't know, retribution. Well, I think that could be a factor, definitely, you know, getting their own that's back. That's pretty bad. Somewhere. I mean, that's pretty bad. If, if, if your objective is to, is to, um, is to foster and, uh, and nurture riotous and violence beha- violent behavior, it's, 
That's pretty bad. Yes, it is. And I, I sure hope that these remain as civil as possible. There's nothing wrong with, quote-unquote, civil disobedience, but I emphasize the word civil. Yeah. And sometimes it can become uncivil, and well, has. people get hurt yeah. big time. And they have. I think one of the worries, though, Roy, is that the, the classic checks and balances are under discussion right now. Will they work? Because the Senate and the House are both Republican and but that's how the, that's how Americans voted. So we're just talking about the psychological responses. What my my, my reaction to, to my my advice to these people is: get on with building your country, get on with building your lives, rebuilding your lives if they feel they've been destroyed. Rebuild your Democratic Party. It was the Democrats who who shafted Bernie Sanders. It wasn't uh, Donald Trump. It was Hillary Clinton's campaign. In the Democratic National Committee that shafted Bernie Sanders. Otherwise, it would have been Sanders against Trump. And quite possibly, you and I would be talking about uh, Bernie Sanders being the president of the United States. <laughs> that, that's possible. Right? I work with young people all the time. Yeah, I know Millennials. And, uh, boy, the disappointment was palpable when he, you know, when he lost. Well, it's, an it lesson, been... it's a lesson in life for the young people. It sometimes doesn't go your way. Well, absolutely. And this is a big, you know, I, I uh, told students that if they had to miss my classes to vote, you know, there's no question which comes first. Yeah. And these are all 18, mostly 18-year-old kids, and this was their first vote. Right. So Important. it was very exciting. Yeah, of course. But, you know, uh, I agree with you, and the key ingredient is to get on with it. Get on with it. To look on the future and don't look back. If you want to forward. change, if you want to change things, then work to change them, and then work to change them positively. That's how you convince people. If you riot and destroy, all you're doing is 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 um, is underscoring for people who voted for Donald Trump that they did the right thing in their minds. Frank, guess what? Got to go. Okay. Always Good. great talking to you, my friend. Thank you, Frank. Dr. Frank yeah. Farley, psychologist from uh, Temple University.